This episode is brought to you by Charlotte's Got a Lot. The Queen City is a food lover's paradise and host to hundreds of incredible events throughout the year, including the International Symposium on Bread. Learn more at charlottesgotalot.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. We're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, August 1st, 2018. This is the 186th episode of the series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is a renowned sugar artist and cake designer who now has a new ceramic shop, and I will introduce her fully in a moment. First, as I do in every show, I will start out with my PR tip. And then later, we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to let your creativity shine. Don't be afraid to experiment and try new things. It's good to think differently and challenge yourself. The world would be a rather boring place if we all just copied one another and didn't try to create and reinvent the wheel just a little bit. So, of course, not every idea or thought that you have may become the next best thing, but you'll never know unless you try. So put the right half of your brain to work and let your imagination run wild. Your signature style is worth expressing. That's my tip today. Now, I'm really thrilled to have my guest here with me in the studio. It's Margaret Braun of Margaret Braun Studio. She is a sugar artist and pioneering cake designer whose work transcends edible media to sculpture, illustration, design, and ceramics. Margaret's boundary-breaking work, which fuses the food arts with the fine arts, has taken her to the Middle East, where she created 2,000 cakes for a royal wedding, to Venice with a tiered sugar mosaic for a masquerade ball, and to castle a castle in ireland for a rock star's wedding margaret is based in new york and she had an eight month residency at the museum of arts and design where she completed an installation of 2000 hand hewn sugar cups and she is the author of cakewalk and she has been her work has been featured extensively in film and print and there's more 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 but let's talk to margaret so Mm -hmm. hi Hello, Sherry. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. It's nice to see you. Yeah, so nice to see you. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I mentioned this briefly on my last show how, how we had no, we've known each other a long time and yeah. initially met back. I mean, I'm thinking it was like 1998 ish, 99, 
I assisted you on a photo shoot. That's with what it was. It was an I with like it, it was. was a photo I, shoot for like Family Circle. No, or something? I know exactly what okay. it was. It was for New York Magazine. Oh, it was for New York Magazine. And that was, was another shoot I had. Yeah, yeah. I was asked to. You know, I'm not. I'm not really a food stylist, but I had. You know, I I can food style to a certain degree. Certainly, desserty stuff, and um, it. You know what it was? It was Claudia Fleming's. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Claudia Fleming's trifle? It was like a I Guinness think so. trifle. Yes. And Gillian Duffy was mm-hmm. the food editor at the time. The wonderful Gillian Duffy. She's like a legend. Um, and she hired me, and I hired you. Right? Yes. It, it wasn't well, like it? it was. It was Something because like I, I did a, a brief internship with Gillian Duffy for New York Magazine oh, when I was dabbling in, okay. in assistant food styling. And I think that's how I got connected to you. That must be it. And I just have this vision of you carrying you one of your elaborate tiered cakes down your the steps of your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how does she do this? How does she make the cake? How does she balance? How does she carry it? Oh my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's stuck yeah. with me forever. Yeah, so. okay, so that, that that that'll be a nice segue when when we get to the part where so you're not really doing cake so much anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 we yes, and we're gonna switch to that, and we have a lot. No, of, we have a good amount of time to, to talk. talk but let's. Yeah. I always start with my guest background. I want to sure. know how you got into cakes mm-hmm. and sugar and found your your voice within the industry. Well, um, I became a cake decorator, you know, before the word cake designer even existed, of course, um, really by accident. Uh, I moved into New York to go to art school, uh, had worked, you know, like watch, washed dishes and waitressed at, at, a, at a few little places mm-hmm. on Long Island where I grew up, and um, needed a job and walked into St. Ambrose just off the street when this was and became part of the opening crew for Santa Ambrose up on Madison Avenue. Oh wow! Yeah, it was they. You know, there were a few Americans working there who were um, had just graduated from La Varenne, and I was like, I was the kid. I was really, I was in my, it's probably twenty one, um, and I was just thrown into an impossible situation and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I learned how to decorate cakes and learned about. Italian, northern Italian pastry is very different than um, southern Italian pastry, and learned to speak Italian, and it was crazy. It was oh, just that job, wow. yeah. And and you know, with the uh, and it was it was to be a, a part time job, and then okay, I'll go to art school. But it was just all consuming. I worked six days a week, and from six in the morning till sundown, and it just it just enveloped me. Where and I was enveloped into it. It was great. And I learned a lot. I was on the Upper East Side a couple of weeks ago, and I went there for an early solo dinner. <gasps> it's I good, sat right, right in the window. I hadn't been there. I actually, I hadn't been there. I'd been to other locations, and I was like, I'm due. So, yeah. Oh, that's the real one. Yeah. You know, this was the first uh, gelati in New York, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably the first standing espresso bar. You know, all the marble, all the cases, all the pastry cases, all the ovens, all the kitchen equipment came from Milan. And uh, nothing worked for a long time. And uh, all <laughs> and and they brought over their crew from Milan who had kind yeah. of grown up there and everyone had nervous 
breakdowns and everyone <laughs> was sleeping with everyone else and falling apart. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that restaurant life. Yeah. Early, early on, <laughs> early in the 80s. It was great. It was very dramatic. It was good. So you eventually left or you stayed for a while and like how did you when did you start making your cakes well i you know i, I was learning how to i mm-hmm. learned how to decorate cakes there that that very particular style and it is a very particular style and i can very i can say with confidence um having been to saint ambrose in the different locations that i think i'm the only person who really knows how to make them at this point in in mm-hmm. the states because they don't they used to be and I just want to go back in there and fix, fix them up them. I do yeah um but so I was there for for um on and off for a few years and then I traveled I was in my early 20s you know mm-hmm. so I, I was just a kind of a wild young kid and traveled around and then worked in uh then I worked in a bakery in a zen buddhist mon- monastery in Yonkers and worked at Vineros on Eleventh oh, wow. Street. And at that point, I I was painting, and I had a I, I had a studio um, on Canal Street. And I, and then I went to Hunter College, and I was yeah, and making art there. Um, and my last job, while uh, uh, in a bakery, was at Patisserie Lanciani, which. I don't know that one. Do I, I know that know. one? No, and you know, it's it's it was a great bakery on West Fourth between Perry and West Eleventh, okay. which is right where near where I live now. Um, Joe Lanciani was one of the, one of these old world um, Plaza Hotel pastry chefs. He taught me how to pipe, and. For those who know my cake decorating, I mean my my strength is a lot. One of my strengths is my piping. I just have this really good hand, and I can pipe. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just am good at it. So, but he taught me, um, and he till this day is uh, the only other person I know who has a really, really, really good hand like that. Yeah. Um, but he hates me because you know I was young and I left. And <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there, Joe. I love you. Giving him some credit. Yeah, I giving him a shout Jones. out. That's yeah. nice. I, yeah, yeah, I feel like he's he's kind mm-hmm. of an unsung hero. Um, yeah. He kind of disappeared, but I know he's around, but he's a complicated, difficult guy, but um, so good and um, and wonderful, and uh, and I'll always be very grateful to him. Anyway, yeah, so, so I feel... Okay. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm saying that now because, you know, I've had... There's... I've been asked this question before, and it's been written about, and for some reason, it just never comes up. It just like the Joe Lanciani never goes to print. So I'm just Joe Lanciani, Patisserie Lanciani. Joe, I didn't forget about you. Love you. I and love you. Hate me. I love you. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that's um, and I've learned something. I always no. learn something on the show. Yeah. So sugar objects and working with sugar and finding your your style. I mean, did you ever think? it was going to become what it has. I mean, you've really made like a world impact of influencing other people with your, with your work. Well, that's nice of you to say. I, um, there was never any intention. I've just always kind of made stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was never, 
that person who said, I'm going to be um, a cake designer, or I'm going to be successful, or I'm going to make money. I just didn't think in those terms. I was just an artist who worked and worked and worked. And uh, cake decorating was great, and I put all my energy into it. Um, and I think that a part of me, well, I know, um, a big part of me was throughout all my years in, in working in pastry shops and then making art, having a studio here and there, doing some paintings, blah, blah, blah. Um, I um, I was frustrated. I I wanted, I kind of, I just wanted to, I wanted to not, early on, I wanted, this must be my side job because I was going to be a visual artist. So... I think it was frustrating for me to not really be making art, like my friends who are in art school who had just come out of art school. So I think I just put everything into it. I really just focused all all the things I was interested in um, in the visual arts uh, in terms of design and and um, you know architecture. Which are what were the things you're interested in? Well, in those days, um, it was, I think. You know, I I was interested in architecture and Islamic art and the Renaissance. I mean, all the basic mm-hmm. stuff, all that like good art history one hundred and one stuff when you're younger. And um, um, but I've always been uh kind of obsessed with symmetry and um technique, really. Yeah. Um. So. I just put all of my energy into cake decorating and happened to be good at it. And beyond that, it was good for me because I was kind of a distractible person. I still am. Um, I can, I, I felt I can, I can work really fast and really efficiently, um, and, and, and be very focused on a project, but if I'm not really working on something, I can just kind of, I can just sort of space out. And so it was good for me. I was, it kind of chilled me out, you know? I probably would have been so pumped up on Ritalin and some other <laughs> iteration of my life. I'm thinking, this is, is this why you chose to work with sugar? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, that was fun. <laughs> for sure. Because everyone likes sugar and mm-hmm. everyone likes cake. And really, I, I, I still do. I love cake. I love sugar. And I also don't discriminate. I like bad cake and I like bad desserts. You know, I really, <laughs> you know, just give me some coffee cake from the deli and I'll be your best friend. So um, I, <laughs> I don't really discriminate. Um, yeah, but I, piping and working with sugar and color. I learned how to paint with food coloring. And, um, yeah, so uh, it's, it's, okay. it's not a very, it's, it's, yeah. it, I, it's, I guess it's linear, but it's kind of a woven linear narrative, you know, I don't know. It's woven. It's woven. It's, it's sugar. It's complicated. It's, or it's not complicated. It's so, you know, it's yeah. so complicated. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. <laughs> delicious okay um we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna talk about we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about what you've transitioned to from from the sugar cake world a little bit now what you've been working on so stay with us this is all in the industry on heritage radio network
This episode is brought to you by Charlotte's Got A Lot. The Queen City is a food lover's paradise and host to hundreds of incredible events throughout the year, including the International Symposium on Bread at Johnson & Wales University. HRN went to this year's symposium to learn about the science, history, and art of bread making. Here's what visitors had to say about the symposium. I love the geeky science stuff. Great food. Love yes. the Armenian pizza. How much I'm eating <laughs> and consuming the carbs. The most interesting thing is just the community. For me, it's the, the, the science of starters. So much information. Very inspiring so far because everybody has a different outlook. I'm not technically a breadhead, but I think I'm going to be one after being here. So whether you're a breadhead or just a curious mind, Check out HRN On Tour for coverage of Charlotte's International Symposium on Bread and an insider's look into Charlotte's food scene. Don't miss our interview with Peter Reinhardt and Kristen Moore to learn more about where to eat on your next trip to Charlotte, a city on the rise. Learn more at charlottesgotalot.com. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Margaret Braun. She's a pioneering cake designer. She's known a little bit as a sugar queen, can we say? <laughs> but, yeah. And you're doing ceramics now. So I want to, and your ceramics are, are unbelievable, so beautiful. Let's, let's get into this museum of art and design where oh, you were okay. an artist in residency. Is that a good place to kind of... Or, or do you want to, should we back up into kind of like, how did you start to transition into doing ceramics? Um, I think, I think we can start with that and I can, I can, okay. you know, I can just say a few things that are relevant to that. So, um, so I did this, uh, eight month residency at the Muse Museum of Arts and Design where I made these 2000 cups out of sugar. Out of pastillage. Um, as time goes by, I realize it was... I, 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 I knew that I was m moving away from making cakes because I've said so much in cakes. I've said a lot. You know, I have my book, Cake Walk, and I think it was... I, 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 I kind of did what I needed to right, do, you know? Right. I, I wanted to change things and raise the bar and, 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 um, and make a really personal book about... Uh, cake decorating that it was not a family circle book or even a Martha Stewart book, you mm -hmm. know, just something very different, very personal about an artist finding her way through sugar. So, um, and I think I've done that for now. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, and, you certainly have. And I, yeah, and we, and it's great. And so now there's so many cake makers and they're good, you know, and it, it's really gratifying to see that you know that that if I've had any influence on them or, or if they don't know my book and then they do see it, they're like, "Wow, that's great!" Or, I, it's just really nice. But I'm in a different place in my life now. Um, I was, I think it got to where there it started becoming so, so commercial. Um, a lot of TV shows on cakes. I yeah, know you even were a part of. Yeah, judging. I was. Yes, yeah. I was a judge on on um, on 
you know, a few of the shows, and which was fun. But, you know, honestly, it's like, for me, it was never a sport, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the fun, the shows are fun. <laughs> it's great. I, lo- I like being on TV. It's really fun. But, you know, you're not really talking about the quality of the work because you can't do that on these shows in a realistic way. And I wanted to talk about design, you know? So when I was on, on when I was a judge on, uh, when I would look at, this these these poor you know victims these contestants <laughs> and I would want to talk about really like what this thing looks like and you know wh- how is the silhouette and how could you change it? and there's just no room for that so it just was not I, I realized that that the conversation was moving away from me and um, I thought okay you know I this is this is a good segue I just need to make art now I need to kind of recede a little bit from the cake world did this installation and it was in a sense it was my swan song to cake making you know my Mm -hmm. goodbye I mean for now maybe not forever and I will make cakes for special occasions good to know yeah I will (laughs) you know if they if they if they involve if it's a really cool project if it involves traveling to a great place um you know I'm open to it Mm -hmm. but uh, I I was just kind of done. I I said a lot and kind of like you know let the kids work on it for a while. Right. And there's a lot of really good work out there, and there's so many cake makers who are hungry and they're organized. Man, they're like they've got their business plans and their trajectories, and they would call me and be like, "What was your trajectory?" Be like, "I never, I never trajectory." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, I needed a job, you know? It was like, uh, it was my work. I meant to do other things. It all happened by accident. I was very lucky. So, um, but the, 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 um, the project at the Museum of Arts and Design was fantastic. And, uh, um, you know, what can I say about it? It was a very personal project. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, I hate to use the word meditation because it's so overused, but... We're, uh, we're an investigation of just, uh, like, it was about work. It was, it was about um, my experience having worked in kitchens, the idea of replication and, rep- and, 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 reproduc- and, and production, making the same thing right. over and over and over and over and over again, and mm-hmm. how that changes, and the, and the challenges that I always had with that. So... Because I, you know, I would always feel like, oh wait, this this one is the perfect one, but no, maybe now the next one is even just that much better. And they and I had a good hand, and they would look great. But I would I was um, more interested in um, the experience of making each piece look different. I've, I'm kind of going right. into, I'm going into no, another no. world now, but it's, no, so. it's it's I, I'm following you. Let's. Um, when did you start working with clay? Well. I was working with Clay a little bit, uh, uh, it was before the museum project. Okay. Um, at the suggestion of a friend um, named Kathy Ruttenberg, who is this incredible ceramic artist, who right now in New York, um, up and down Broadway, I don't know if you've seen them, I think it starts like around Lincoln Center, going up to like 158th Street on the park and Broadway, she has these full-size sculptures. I will. I will. I've probably walked by. They're, to, they're or amazing. Maybe I haven't. I'm gonna. She's, she's just this observe. prolific, incredible yeah. artist. She's a friend of mine. She lives upstate. I brought her uh, a sugar cup um, when she was having a dinner party at her house, and she said to me, "Have you ever worked with clay?" I said, "You know, I've been meaning to." You know, she handed me a hunk of clay, and it changed my life. 
And she said, take one. You should take a class. She said, you should take a class at Greenwich House Pottery, which is right near my house. So that's what I did. And Greenwich House is so beautiful. And uh, it was a very s- seamless transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- it was a very seamless transition because um, I approach, I make ceramics really the same exact way I make right. cakes and certainly the sugar cups which is rolling things out really thin and, and you know getting like a general shape and and not measuring I'm, a, I'm kind of obsessed with not measuring because I want them to look like a set but each have their own life mm-hmm. um, but I have a good enough hand and a good enough eye that they can look like they like are a, a set just like a chef yeah with, mm-hmm. and I don't like to measure I don't like to yeah. weigh so I like to challenge myself and then I'll you know and just and right. see how many things I can and why porcelain? Oh, porcelain is nice, like cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you test the waters with other the other types of clays? I okay. did, but it was Ooh, like wow, it's like cream cheese. It's just <laughs> it's porcelain. Actually, I you know probably should know more about this, but it's not considered a ceramic. I think well, per or clay because it's just very dense. Um, you know, it's white, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's very dense, so um, it's just so creamy and nice, and it's actually pretty strong. It's, not, it's very strong. So if it's fired to the right temperature, it's stronger than, say, stoneware or other, or terracotta or other clays. So, and now you have a new studio in Hell's Kitchen yes. that I've stopped by, <laughs> and it's awesome. And you're, I mean, you're correct me if I'm wrong, but you're focusing, you're doing kitchen type utensils and mm-hmm. cups and yeah. things for, for chefs. Yeah, I'm still working, I'm working uh, in a, in a, in a, <laughs> working in a pottery studio that looks like a pottery studio slash kitchen because it's right it's you know it, because it's Jim Leahy's place and mm-hmm. he is uh renting it to me because he's a great guy and it's right across from the bakery so there's you know baking so, racks I'm using my all my pastry tools piping with slip um and you can get a snack very easily I know it's really dangerous <laughs> I had a tab you know? Oh, really? And then, how's it count? Yeah, and it's just oh, not a good idea. It's better, it's not a good idea yeah. to just, just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get, well, maybe I'll get like two of those <laughs> cauliflower pieces. But anyway, so this, 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 um, this studio, so our, we have a mutual friend, Peter Hoffman, who we love. Yes. So, um, and I've known Jim for, I've known Jim for years, um, you know, because we're, <laughs> we're kind of like two really kind of outliers in the, food pastry world artists who kind of very successful outliers I would say yeah but yeah but like you know who just became very good at what they Mm -hmm. do in in not under the most conventional circumstances totally different stories but there is that similarity so anyway so I've known him for years and um and I know Peter and so uh uh with a friend of mine who (laughs) it's a long story I'll cut it short um I was working I was basically a homeless potter. I was I was producing too much work to be working in a in a commercial studio at Greenwich House, which I still will work out. I still do work out of, but I couldn't. I was making too much stuff. I had a friend uh, who had a shop in Soho. Um, she, her name is Tulia Madra, and she's a um, 
a Turkish incredible ceramic artist. She had a shop, shop closed there. Um, I call, and we were going, we were looking for a place together. We were looked where she could do her work and I could do my work. We wanted to get a big loft space where we could just have a few kilns, do our work, but also do other work because I'm also a designer. I'm doing block printing and I'm drawing. You know, I, I just mm-hmm. need a space to work. Um, and then I called Peter. I said, Peter, talk to Jim. Ask Jim because he's everything's hell's he's everything hell's kitchen. See what's around there. I'm sure there are spaces. And then Peter uh, did say, "Well, we, do we have happen this. to have a space for well, you. We do happen <laughs> to have this little pop up space now that the cafe is all running. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Um, and uh, Jim wants to, but Jim wants to open a wine bar or an ice cream shop. I was like, no way. <laughs> I said, Jim, no wine, no wine bar." No ice cream shop. Instead, Margaret. <laughs> it's worked out. Yeah, it's, it's great. a great idea. And he comes in and makes cups, mm-hmm. and he's so talented. Seen some of his things. They're he's really hosted good. really good. So you know that's not also, surprised. No, of course yeah. not. And um, so you know that's also the right. that's the and he comes in and he just like me he just like works really fast. Our styles so yeah. different, but it's interesting. And so it's great. It's been lovely. That's. I'm so glad, and I know you're you're working. I know you're working with Legacy Records. Is yeah it? okay. Yeah, yeah. Which very hot restaurant in Manhattan. What are you um, What are you doing for them? Oh well, God, those guys are so great. Um, I'm well. It's not in the conventional way because uh, the I'm I have like if you go to Legacy Records, if and I've had dinner should, there. I've had dinner there once. So it was. Good. Delicious. It's so good. It's a, such it's, a cool spot. It's so great. Yeah, I just I love everything about that place. And they're and you know they like they're really bold. You know, Ryan and mm-hmm. Grant and and Robert and they uh, and they like to work with artists. And I've known them for from Cake World, obviously. You know, from the food mm-hmm. world from before. Anyway, so blah blah blah. So they um, they asked me if I would like to make some pieces for them so if you go there you'll see there are these odd pieces around like big like like it'll be like a big white bowls and like a big white sort of chalice bowl which now i call the legacy bowl because i've made a bunch of them um and they've actually they have a few of them in these uh these urns and then they have some very they have special service pieces basically Mm -hmm. that i know they use a lot upstairs for um for private dining and then uh, you'll you'll just see little pieces here and there, yeah. but I like that they you know it's not like splashy like they just sort of pop up. Right, now and then. I'm excited to go back and and see your little pop ups everywhere. Maybe they'll just show up. You know? <laughs> okay, so before we take a break, let me ask you. I have two questions for my last guest. Oh, so on episode uh, 185, I had on Rick Smilo. He's the <gasps> president, CEO, and owner of the Institute of Culinary Education. Oh, I Do know Rick. You know Rick? Yeah. They have two locations now. They're in New York, and they opened in Los Angeles recently. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, okay, so first question. Oh, from Rick Smilo. That's, oh. <laughs> so, I really but, like him. I've known him for, I've known him for a long yeah, time. He's been the, I mean, yeah, yeah it was... It was good talking to him. Yeah. Uh, so he wants to know, since you're now focusing mm-hmm. much... Uh, uh, not focusing as much on sugar mm-hmm. and making pottery and ceramics mm-hmm. for chefs. What chef or restaurant would you like to make custom ceramics for to be used for serviceware? Wow. Okay. Um, 
That is, that's a very broad question, but I, you know, do you want to know my immediate response to something like that? Yes. Yes. My immediate response is I like to work with people that, um, that know me. (laughs) Okay. I like to, or that know my work or that, you know, I like to work with friends. I like to to work with people who get me and understand what my work is about Mm -hmm. or if they don't have to know me necessarily, but where they can... I, where they can look at my work and res- and respond easily, um, like you don't have to convince them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or to like get to know me, like they already know you, yeah, or 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 it really is, or 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 they get my approach to to um to making ceramics, which is at this point, not um, you know, each piece is different. They're all really individually made. You know, they're mm-hmm. all hand built. I'm the only one who touches them. I'm the only one who makes them. I work fast. That's why there's so much of them. But <laughs> it's a very it's a very particular way of working. And um, until I can, I don't know. I was going to say until I can figure out a way to make them to have them mass produce, which I just don't want to do. It's probably it'll happen. Right. I don't know, ask me in a few years. Okay. Whatever. Okay. We'll but, see. So okay. So I uh, you know and um, chefs with great taste. <laughs> who um but i like to make family yeah. style things like i want to make like big big bowls like huge bowls for like pasta for 20 people well i'm just thinking right now with your legacy records those guys have more than one restaurant you could be making some something for their pizzas or i don't know yeah. they, you know they've yeah. got i mean as a as a as a as more more give you more to do yeah I, yeah i have no i'm very busy right yeah, now i have yeah. mo- you know it's funny because i you know so i'm i've i've uh, i have mostly um, private clients at this point who, you know, I'm doing like full sets of dinnerware for, um, a few families, which is, um, very new and, and, uh, working in sets and, you know, I'm still figuring out the collection and I'm always, and it's always changing. So, but you know, you can come to, you can, you know, my, my, uh, it's not, it's a, yes, it's a shop. It's an open studio. Um, you can come in and there are things for sale and you can also just come in and just see what I'm doing. Uh, um, and there's always new work being done. So, and you're on West 47th in yes, Hell's Kitchen. I'm on uh, right. Yeah. I'm yeah. on, um, yeah. Uh, between 10th and 11th, right across from Sullivan Street Bakery. Bakery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's okay. Been- Okay, so one more question before we take a break from Rick. He wants did to. Did I answer his question? You did answer That's his question. question. You didn't really give us a name, but but to be oh, you to know, be, well, people will just have to keep tabs. For on all you. the chefs, if you're listening and you're out, <laughs> and you know who I am and you know I know you and you know I know that we you know who you know who you know you know what I'm you, you know, know you who know I, who you are you know, you know who, who you I are. Am. Call me. Let's <laughs> do something really cool. I want to do really cool stuff. I don't want. I don't need to just make like just the dinner plates because there are so many other beautiful. Nothing things. you're saying is ca- surprising me. Yes, and really? you do, and you will. I'm no, of course. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, of here's the next question: of your c- cake works, mm-hmm. if you had to pick a favorite, what was the theme, client, or occasion? I know favorite's a very hard thing to answer, but yeah. what's a what's a memory of a cake you made that um, you would like to give a shout out to? Well, uh, there are a few. I mean, and uh, one of them, the project of the two thousand, you know, that no, that that number comes up. The two thousand cakes I made for um, a royal wedding in uh, the Middle East. 
Mm-hmm. Um, did you say the 2000 number? No, maybe not. What did I? Yeah, so I did. I oh, said, did. yeah. So that, I, that yeah, number seems to come 2000 cakes for a royal wedding right, in the Middle I East. The 2000, so 2000 cakes, 2000 cups. So uh, that was an incredible experience in decorating the, you know, finishing the cakes in the Queen's Ramadan tent. Awesome. <laughs> um, so that was a great project, uh, you know. Um, you know, there are just certain cakes that, you know, some of the, like, you know, the making Marilyn Manson's wedding cake was a lot of fun in the castle in Ireland. Um but then some cakes are just for just regular people, and they're just <laughs> normal people. And some of the my favorite pieces, and they're kind of just these little moments. And I have a photograph. And oh, and then also the the uh, thirty foot the cake with the fireworks exploding out of it. Oh yeah, that little one. Yeah, <laughs> that was for um, that was for uh, the the uh, the Gugumuga festival in. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, I know the faded Gugumuga. Those guys are so great. They took they. It was not an easy thing for them, but it was great for me. Well, I need a whole whole other show as to how you actually do this, but. Um, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to play my speed round game, and we'll talk a little industry news. Ooh. It's all in the industry on Heritage Radio Network. This week, it's the season finale of Meet and Three. We're following up our episode about youth with a look at age and how aging affects life on farms and in kitchens. At the the most basic level, we need people to grow food for a growing global population. The question of planning for retirement or old age as a cook, it's almost one that doesn't exist bizarrely until it's too late. We also have a story about a food that might be older than you think. A recent archaeological finding might have crossfitters everywhere reevaluating their diets. Plus, a story about one of Atlanta's most historic and risque landmarks. There are dancers that have been there 20 and 30 years. Don't miss our season finale of Meat and Three, available wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Margaret Braun. It's time for my speed round game. <gasps> So what this is, is I name a couple things such as chocolate or vanilla, and you pick your preference. Oh, okay. So I give you choices. Okay. Okay. So here we Can go. Can I... And yeah, that, you want chocolate or vanilla as well, a trial? Or what? Um, oh. Let's see. Oh, chocolate. <laughs> okay. good, right? You're very, very good. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sharp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to be real good at this one. Okay. How about... Here we go. Mm. Eat in or eat out. Oh, my goodness. Eat out, but eat in in the country. All right, that's fair. I mean, there's always go- I'm always gonna mess with it, but I I will first. I like to eat love in, it. Eat inside my ca- eat in in my cabin. Okay, in the Catskills, but eat out in New York City because it's so awesome or any other place. Okay. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail. Wine. Tasting menu or a la carte. A la carte. Small plates or large plates? Hmm. I think I'm kind of like, uh, you know, 
mm, I, you know, that's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I was, I mean, because, yeah, there's a whole other meaning of yeah, that you one know what? for you. I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. I think I love small plate so much, but I think I might be at the tail end. I okay. think I, I think I right. might be moving back into big plates. I just think family style, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just want to look at a big plate of food. And I want everyone to stick their forks into it, need it. So. Um, small plates if if it's not too precious not precious so if the question okay. were like precious little thing or awesome big mess I'd say awesome big mess <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> how about communal table or chef's counter mm. depends on the chef and the restaurant, and maybe communal table. I don't know. It depends. Okay. It dep- I don't know. I mean, chef's counter yeah. is great, but it, if you know, if it's, it's just it. It can't be. It can't be stuffy. It's got to be like fun. I don't. I don't like it to be like, oh, you know, the holy grail so, of this moment. Fun chef's counter or fun communal table. <laughs> but fun yeah, as long as fun it's chef's fun. Counter. Okay. What. Well, well, we'll we'll move on. I got a few more. I told you I'm really short. No, no, you are very short. <laughs> this game, this game is 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 different for everyone. I'm not. I'm I'm always like I'm that always person. I'm always going up in another direction. Okay, this this one always stumps people. Hmm. Tipping or all inclusive charge? Um, tipping. Okay. Um, and it, I say that really because stump. I don't really, really, I don't quite understand the whole conversation about why tipping is why mm-hmm. why all-inclusive I, I don't understand the ins and outs of that so maybe if I understood it better I would have more informed opinion but I like tipping because uh you know and I just think you have to tip really well you know um Nora you know and one of I don't forget one of I think it was her last book um it was it was kind of like a list, and one of the things she said that she wished she had done in her life is had is she wished she had tipped more, okay. and that's always good to know. Always tip more. It's a good tip. Yeah. Okay, this one you're probably not going to like, or maybe I don't know. Mm. Working with sugar or working with clay. Well, right now working with clay. Yeah. All but right. I love sugar, mm-hmm. and I will. I'll go back to sugar. You know, mm-hmm. no, goodbye is not forever. Just a little, little breaky from the cakey. How about working with, like, in black and white or color? Oh, good question. Uh, I would say right now, black and white. Um, you know, my work, I was mm-hmm. the colored cake maker. I was, you know, no more white wedding cakes, and I love color. Right now, I've just been sort of paring down, just starting to... St- just now start to bring bringing a little bit of color back into yeah. my ceramics, but right now black. Okay. And my drawings are black and white. I like black and white. Yeah. Touch of orange. I like the orange you use. It's such a dynamic orange. I don't know. It's it great pops, orange. right? It pops. Like yeah. A little bit of gold, you know. It's a good Yeah. Okay, two more. Cheese plate or dessert? Oh, dessert. <laughs> I, I, you know, I like, I can eat cheese throughout the meal, you know, or I, before... During no before and after I yeah I can have cheese plate but then I need dessert after the cheese plate cheese plate <laughs> then dessert okay okay Manhattan or Brooklyn that's the last one oh you know Manhattan but because I have a rent stabilized apartment in in the West Village so of course lucky but 
Lucky me, but if I didn't, I'd be in Brooklyn in a heartbeat. I love Brooklyn. I'm the okay. only one. I'm the only person who lives in Manhattan. I live in Manhattan. You too. I do. Where? Whatever. I'm mean? in by Columbus Circle. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. that's why. That's why I said I'm near your artist friends' uh-huh. sculpture okay. art. I have to. I have no excuse. <laughs> but I love your neighborhood. West Village is my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty great. I've been there a long time. I'm a West Village girl, and working in Hell's Kitchen is a whole new world, and I love it. Hell's Kitchen is awesome. You yeah. know, there's a screen repair. Did you have you noticed there's a screen repair store on West Forty Seventh Street? A screen repair. Just I've, think. Just think about that for a minute. I have. I've probably walked by it, but I honestly didn't think about give what it that entails. That much screen repair. Thought, but I'm and gonna. Just, I'm, as a I, would, I could even like I leave. I could it. even leave this <laughs> interview just like okay. for all of you at home. Just think about that. Screen repair. Okay. So. <laughs> Let's talk about one 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 bit of industry news here. So mm. yesterday, Bon Appetit magazine came out with its top 50 nominees for mm. America's Best New Restaurants 2018. Mm-hmm. This is the list that Andrew Knowlton puts together every year. He, you know, travels around the country and he finds these gems. And then on August 14th, they'll narrow it down and they'll come out with a hot 10. So um, it was a, it's a great list, and I will self um, give a shout out to one of my clients made the list, the Line Hotel, which is in D.C. Hmm. He for one of the fifty called out all three of the restaurants in the hotel, which are uh, Brothers and Sisters, Spoken English, and Rake's Progress. And I'm working with Eric Bruner Yang, whose Brothers and Sisters and Spoken English are his concepts. So it was really exciting that they're on the list. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, oh, and um, great. it's great. In New York, there were there were three places. There was um, Frenchette, which mm-hmm. I love, um, great restaurant. Chervos, which is um, down Lower East Side, mm-hmm. and this place, Ugly Baby, which I've been to in um, Brooklyn. Ooh, which Ugly is Baby is good. Good, good Thai food. Yes, it's a really so. good Thai food, and and uh, yeah, it's great. And they have really good splashy uh, art on the walls, and and yeah, all of yeah. the all of the the kitchen staff and the wait staff is so gorgeous and adorable, like boys and girls both in hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. So, I don't know. Do you pay attention at all to these lists, or do you care? Do you... I do care, you know? but, I mean, uh, really, I... Honestly, I don't pay mm-hmm. attention to those lists so much. Um, I'm, you know, I I think I have, an, uh, like, an odd place in the, in the industry, you know, because I haven't really worked in restaurants so much but i know chefs and i eat and i don't know yeah. i don't know what to say well, you're, you're, i'm not you know I, right right i don't know i just kind of like i just like to eat out and mm-hmm. um but you're I, not I, <laughs> are you the one i'm the one who's i make the plans the restaurant reservations i would say 99 percent of the time for whatever whoever i'm dining with whether yes. and are you the person are, are you more the person that you're going out with your friends in the industry, but they're picking the restaurant? Ah, great question. Well, you know, Kate Crater is like... That's, my, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Kate knows where... I know. Has a list. And, you know, so when you talk about lists... Right, and, and, right. And Bon Appetit, you know, who, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's, fanta- it's a gorgeous magazine. I mean, Adam Rappaport has killed yeah. it. But, um, 
you know, Kate is like my best friend. Right. So, so I just like, I have been so lucky that I just kind of, I'm be like, you know, we just... You're gonna go. We're Kate, gonna go Kate, here. Kate we're gonna is go there. gonna gonna lead the way. I know and she's the queen. She's the reigning yeah, queen. She, she always really will, is. even though she's not a food. Well, she's at Bloomberg and doing which amazing is her own things. Thing. Kate's just Kate, yeah. man. She's just yeah. she's, she's she owns the city, and so I feel like you know I just have friends and you know, mm-hmm. Kate and then other people right. and we just kind of go out and have great meals together and it's we're so lucky, aren't we? We are lucky. Mm. Yeah. Very lucky. And congratulations to everyone who did make this list. Um, You can go to Bon Appetit's website and check it out, and uh, we'll see who he picks as his hot 10. Yeah, sorry. I just want to say, you know, it's not like, oh, God, I don't, you know, I just, I haven't read it, but, you know, but I think it's great, and I probably should read more of those lists, but I'm bad. I live under a rock. I make stuff. That's all I do. It's I just work and and make things. Okay, we're going to take one more break. We're going to come back. I'm going to do my solo dining experience, and we'll have the final question. This is Only Industry and Heritage Radio Network. on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. It's time for my solo dining experience. So this week, it's at Lucali. Here's the rundown. The location, 575 Henry Street, Brooklyn, New York. The concept, it's a pizzeria known for its thin crust pizza. It's also known for a two-hour-plus wait because it's so popular. The chef and owner, Mark Iacono. Why did I go? because I hadn't been to Lucali's in years, and I felt I was due for a revisit. So my experience. A couple weeks ago, it was a Sunday afternoon, I went over to Brooklyn. I actually had lunch at this place called Pilot, which is this really awesome schooner on the water where I had great seafood, and you have this Manhattan view. Um, it was awesome, and it was such a nice day. I decided to stay out in Brooklyn, and I realized Lucali was nearby. So I went over there right when they opened, which was about 5.45, and there were already people waiting. There was already a list. There was already, I was quoted a three-hour wait, literally, and I was like, hmm, I'm going to do it. I mean, I have my laptop. I'm here. There's city bikes around. Like, I can I can make good with my three-hour time. So I gave them my name, and she took my number, and I did just that. I, I just did stuff over three hours. Actually, about two hours in, I got a text from the restaurant saying that my table was ready. So I biked over to the restaurant, and I, had, I got my table. Um, 
And uh, I had a really, really great meal. My server was lovely, took great care of me. On the way to the bathroom, I met Valentino, which was a chef who was, who was uh, apparently has worked there like a dozen years. And um, we had a nice little chat. And um, I didn't have a, a David Beckham sighting, though, which I was a little disappointed <laughs> about because I know he's a regular there. But beyond that, I had a really Damn. amazing time. So uh, what did I get? I had a large pie with fresh basil. They only have one size pie. So as a solo diner, you can't, you just got to go with the large. And then because I was there and I had waited hours for the stable, I overordered and I got a small calzone with pepperoni because I wanted to try it. So my take, delicious, fabulous pizza. It's just great ingredients, great crust. And the calzone, which has this creamy ricotta cheese in it, and with the pepperoni, and uh, it was delicious, and it had a tomato dipping sauce on the side. So, um, and I obviously took leftovers to go. The ambiance, it's rustic, candlelit, intimate. I think it's a very, like, sexy ambiance for a pizzeria. I'd say it's perfect for pizza lovers who are willing to wait it out. Interesting tidbit, Lucali opened an outlet in my hometown of Miami. It's located on Miami Beach's Sunset Harbor neighborhood. This opened in 2013, and it's run by the chef's cousin. Personal fun fact, many, many years ago, I had a client on Henry Street right down the block from Lucali. It's called Crave, and it ended up turning into a catering business, but back then was the first time I went there. And uh, the cost was $42. That is including tax, not including gratuity, and they're cash only. They're also BYOB, just FYI. Would I go back? Yes, when I'm craving pizza and willing to wait. <laughs> Website is lucali.com. Have, nice. you, have you been there? I love Lucali. You've probably been there with Kate, and Kate probably just gets you right in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's great. And well, did you, my question is, did you eat the whole pie? No, I had... I had about, I had like two slices and I took mm-hmm. the rest and, and some of the calzone. What about the calzone? Do you that, calzone? No, it's, it's, it's big. I mean, it's, it's not really a place for a solo diner in the sense of they're, they're not, um, they, they don't, it's, yeah. it's a very small menu. It's yeah. calzone and pizza. That's it. Yeah. And it's a very social kind of hopping atmosphere. Yeah. I, the BYOB thing is great. You can yeah. You can just drink some really good wine. Yeah, but I say, you know, there. I say it's not perfect for solo, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I had a really good time, and my server mm-hmm. treated me extremely well, and I, I felt comfortable. You yeah. know, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like they, they didn't want me there taking that two top. I waited for my two top. I earned it. Mm-hmm. So, good. No, good for so, you. Um, I love dining. It's just, alone. it's too much food. You yeah. can't get. A small pizza, which is of, of course what I would have ordered if it was an option. Yeah, but it's a it's I would really have eaten the whole pizza. <laughs> okay, which is, which is it's really it's sad. really no, it's delicious pizza. Um, oh, so, so, anyways, I say it's worth waiting for. I mean, they take your the thing with weights, oh, they take your number. You yeah. know, you don't have to physically wait there. Yeah. So I kept busy. Oh, and everyone should go to Lucali because it's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, so time for the final question. Mm. My next guest is Charles Billy Lee S. We're going to say his last name. Okay, no, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about that. Well, first, let me say who he is. He's the founder and CEO of Suvla, which is a fast line Greek restaurant with locations in San Francisco. So, Margaret, what would you like to ask Charles? Well, 
first I want to talk about how we're going to pronounce his name. So, <laughs> and I'm looking at it now. I have my glasses on. Um, it is. Um, it looks like it's Billy Lies. It isn't. Bill, I think it's Billilius. Billilius. Is it? Is it Billilius? Billilius? I'm, I'm speaking I mean, with Greek accent. I, I will. I mean, I. I, I want to know because I don't want to say my guest's name wrong so that I will I'm definitely ask Billilius. him your question. Okay, so that's, no, but that's not the question. The okay. question, it's, there might be two and it has to do with Greek food and the and Greek drinks. Retsina is the first question because I have this love-hate relationship with Retsina because it's kind of disgusting, but it's also kind of delicious. So I want to ask him, um... What do you do? What what makes a good retina? What makes a, a what makes the gasoline retina and what makes a, a drinkable retina and what and uh, what you should, should we eat it with? Okay, fantastic. I'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's the show. Yay! This is fun, Sharon. <laughs> so so fun. I wish we could just keep chatting. We'll come and back. There's so much to talk yeah, about. So I feel much. like I just we just covered so little ground. There's so much. Well, we got we got through we did get through stuff, yeah. and you're you're incredible. I I just I, I'm glad that I've I I met you so many years ago, and we've somehow managed to stay in touch. Yeah. And that um, I wish you just much more continued success. Oh, I know you you know I feel like you put your heart into what you do, and so that you you know bring success. I you know well, you know that's I feel my impression. You, just, you have to do what you have to you have to. Do what do you what love. feels right. Yeah. You have to do what feels right. And it seems to be working. You know, not that it mm -hmm. has yeah. always been easy, but it's a good time now. So come back and visit me at the... Uh, I will. Hall. I'm not that far away. Good. So um, thank you. My guest today has been Margaret Braun. She's a pioneering cake designer and the author of Cakewalk, whose work transcends edible media to sculpture, illustration, design, and ceramics. Her website is margaretbraun.com. And you can follow her on Instagram, and you're also, I think, on Twitter at SugarBron. That's it. You can follow me at Sherry Bayer, at Bayer PR, at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry. Websites, BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. All of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Thanks again to Margaret. Thank you to my engineer today, Matt, and thanks to my listeners. Uh, I'm Sherry Bayer. I will be back next week with another live show. I hope you'll tune in then, and have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. 
Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Buddy, you ain't